Welcome back to episode 49 of the Blockrunner podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman, and here are some of the topics we discussed today. First up, Bitcoin establishes a new high for 2020. Next, DeFi reaches a billion dollar milestone and the bridge between Bitcoin and Ethereum is established. Then NFTs used as collateral. And finally, we launch our two new games powered by Metazone.io in time for the Decentraland launch. All right, let's listen in. So, so much to talk about. I think it's like overload. For, you know? Dude, this is what we've been waiting for, though. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I mean, we started this, remember? Like back in the day, we were like during like the the depth of the winter we're like dude we're gonna run out of shit to talk about there's like nothing going <laughs> on but now like we're starting to see some bullish activity now there's like too much to fucking talk about dude. yeah there's, there like, is too much shit going on especially in the nft space so many yeah. so many of these companies are launching on february 20th right just yeah, because see, the date looks so sexy right well see yeah i didn't make that well, why because it's like 2020 or something yeah oh, oh, two, so oh two twenty twenty twenty. Nice. Dude, we're so stupid. <laughs> like, the way our brains work is like, I don't know. Oh, you know what? Uh, I'll show you guys at the end uh, something. We, we kind of predicted this. We did? Believe it or not. Okay. Yeah, I'll show you at the end. All right. All right. So uh, let's first talk about, let's talk about Bitcoin, right? So today we've seen a 10,000, almost a, yeah, 10,100 Bitcoin. Yeah, it, it did crack it like sec- like minutes ago. Yeah. I mean, dude, it's been like teasing if you go to like to the daily chart, it's been teasing, breaking through, like, you know, it's been dancing around this 9,000 level for a while now. Look at that. Yeah, I mean, God, that looks fucking awkward. Zoom, <laughs> zoom in here. Nah, dude. We shouldn't have done that. We just ruined the whole chart. Yeah. Auto. There we go. Oh, okay. Nice. Dude, look at that. That's such a, like, a, a nice little, uh, that's actually like a legit pattern. I forget what you call that. I mean, it looks like a ladder to me, so I'm going to assume it's called a fucking ladder yeah. or, something. <laughs> or a staircase or something. Yeah. You know, but that looks like healthy growth to me. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's looking good, man. So I, I think we wanted to, we want to show you guys something that we <coughs> predicted that we were, we were going to see a Bitcoin at roughly $120,000. And so we wanted to give you guys perspective as to what that would look like in the charts. So here I have the monthly uh, chart here. And now let's kind of zoom back, zoom in over $120,000. So that's right there. So to me, that looks completely reasonable. Because if you go back to 2015, um, as far as this chart goes, I mean, this looks sort of crazy, right? It goes from 200 bucks <laughs> to 20,000 to 20,000, which is fucking insane. And it go and it went from 2015 to 2018. Right. Yeah, the reason why we came to this, because if you look at the monthly chart within like a smaller time frame, like say 2017 to now, like it looks kind of ridiculous. You know, uh, I don't know if you could do it, but because the peaks are much higher. See, yeah, this chart is like not cooperating with my thoughts at all right now. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. And so basically, if we go to like you're saying 2017 to uh, to what we're predicting in 2022, Sometime in the middle of 2022, we're going to see a peak of $120,000. <laughs> and, yeah. I mean, it doesn't 
it's not crazy, right? I mean, that was always your, I don't know, I think you, like, back in time, we were just, like, randomly speculating on, like, you know, yeah, what's the top going to be? Because we're always, we always have the mindset, like, you know, it's going to break through this $100,000 psychological barrier, just like it did at 10000 in 2017. Yeah. Nobody yeah. knew how far it was going to go after that point, right? Yeah. And obviously, it went as high as 20000 So, for me, I don't know, I was just trying to, like, draw from history. I thought it would get as high as two hundred, maybe 250000 or something like that. You thought that's a little obscene. Yeah, that's <laughs> absurd, for sure. You think it's a little too much. But so you came up with the number, you're like, uh, maybe like 120, something yeah. like that. Obviously, we have no fucking idea what's going to happen. Yeah, that's that's basically our exit price. Right? As soon as we hit that's 120, true. we'll exit. And if it goes to 200, I mean, yeah, we lost some, but we we didn't like get yeah, wrecked. Like we're sitting at 10,000 right now, and there's still like absolutely no mainstream awareness. Yeah. Or like, you know, nobody cares except for people within the crypto community still, which is good. Yeah. I mean, this is like healthy, normal growth. That's right. But, uh, yeah, so let me turn this on. What is that? The nonlinear regression curve. That's right. That's right. So here, by, like I was saying, mid-2022, we would get 120000 So not, I mean, again, not unreasonable. Yeah, man. And you, so, like, you, if we go to 250000 let's see what, what that looks like. I mean, not not that unreasonable either, but true. just the number seems crazy. It could just be like a fat wick outside of this yeah. regression band. Like, obviously, Shit. it's not going to fucking stay there for long, you know, because I'm just drawing from my experience in 2017. Like, it, it wasn't sitting at 20000 for, like, days, dude. It hit that, and it yeah. dumped, like, hours later. That's true. You know what I mean? That's true. So it's possible. It's possible. It, it all depends on how ridiculous this next mania becomes, you know? And, yeah, we're just we're just speculating here. Yeah, but, for sure. Uh, uh, dude, you could be, like, 100% spot on, man. <laughs> Who knows? What are you going to do if you are? Well, the shit. I mean, I'll you just gonna, tell like, tweet everybody. It out? Like I told you, bitches. Yeah. Like a fucking link to this video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll just tell everybody I was right. For and that's 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 the point of all this, right? To be right. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be right. I mean, we're just uh, we're all having fun here, I guess. Yeah. What is the point of all this, dude? Yeah, I guess. What's right. the point of anything? What, what is the point of anything? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we're not investment advice people. I mean, there's people. There's plenty of those people out there. Oh yeah. You know, you could search YouTube. There's all kinds of motherfuckers. Daily. Yeah, they're like, you know, giving their predictions and yeah. there's actually people investing real money based on those predictions. But yeah, we're not those guys. Nah. We're not saying anything. We don't know what's gonna happen, dude. Yeah, but, we're just uh we're just calling our, our price, right? We're yeah. just calling it. And yeah, because you have to, man. You gotta figure out like what's a reasonable exit point, like you said. Yeah. We got plenty of data now to support like a good solid strategy, I think. So Yeah, and you know, it's like it goes back to Chico Crypto's video. Like he had like an exit strategy on our way up, yeah. and which which I like. Uh, but I, I think we we feel pretty confident as to where things are going to go, and so we'll probably take a little bit more risks than uh, than what Chico Crypto is talking about, because he was talking about exiting ten percent, like at, at like certain intervals. Yeah, twenty k, another ten percent at thirty k. And, like, just exit on on the way up. Yeah, there's a couple of reasons why you don't want to do that. One, for, like, tax purposes. Like, every time you do that, you're... You're making it more complicated. Yeah, that's just, like, more shit you got to report, you know. If you're an American, I don't know how it is for everyone else out there. But yeah, probably a lot easier. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, for us, it's, like, it's better just to buy and hold and, like we said, have a reasonable, good yeah. exit point yep. than just fucking abandon ship. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Because it's going to go down, man. Yeah, because, you know, if it, when it it's gets... It's like what happened with Tesla, right? Exactly. It went up to, like, $900. 
It did. Like like uh, when we, were, we live streamed the uh, Cybertruck event. Yeah. Like uh, what was that? Like in August or September or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Five, four or five months ago, and <laughs> obviously after that event was kind of catastrophic, and they busted their own windows or something like that. And there <laughs> was a market sell of maybe like five or six percent. Yeah. But in stocks, that's like a huge dump. That's true. Know? So there was a reaction to it. People lost a little bit of faith, but that was like the weak money, right? The weak hands. You know, if you're, right. have you have like strong hands, you really believe in Tesla. That's nothing. That's like a blip. Yeah. Everyone understood that was like a a freak accident. I guess I don't. Know. That doesn't really devalue the company in any sense right right but if you were smart dude that was like your freaking entry point man like yeah you could have made so much money because it was like 200 bucks back then dude mm-hmm. yeah yeah i got all the way to 900 yeah yeah it was, it was crazy and and we, like we were telling a couple of people who had tesla stock is like it's probably a good time to get out yeah but see they were drinking the kool-aid too man like it, it was euphoric yeah even they were like, nah, dude, this shit's going to 10K. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? The same sentiment that people from Bitcoin were spitting out in 2017. Like, it's the moon, boys. You know, it's 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 yeah. it's it's the hopium. It's it's crazy. You literally get high when markets are, you know, you, every time you open your freaking portfolio balance, yeah, you'd be like, like, every day you wake up like, dude, $1,000 richer. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you get high off of that, um, that uh, test, not testosterone, <laughs> adrenaline. Yeah. Yeah. It's just uh, it, it impedes your, your it's, thought it's, process. It's possible you know? that they're like just hot, like basically hodling Tesla oh, stock yeah. till till the end, till yeah, till like ten ten more years. But like like, but it's it. You don't want to do. Yeah, I mean, you do. Want, I mean, it's okay. It's a viable strategy. That's the Warren Buffett approach, right? Yeah, he's never like looking for exits and then like rebuying. He just buys. He finds like super undervalued companies, I guess, or assets, mm-hmm. and then he invests and he just never touches it again. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's probably less stressful. Fuck yeah, and it's obviously it worked for him. He's like the number one investor of all time. So, not yeah. a bad strategy. But like for us, I mean, we we've already identified like a clear pattern here, and not yeah. just us. Like everybody has, right? So why not take advantage of that? Yeah, I know? totally agree. I totally agree. Yeah. So, in other news, we have probably one of the more interesting um, events going on on the planet: the coronavirus. And this this tweet uh, mostly is in Chinese, but it says breaking um, the city population. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't want <laughs> to desecrate this name, that. name the name. So I say the name. Uh, the population is 14 million. It says completely locked down. All residential blocks be isolated from each other. So far, around 400 million people locked down in China. It's crazy. Total 400 million people. That's like the entire population of the country. Our country. Our country, United States. Dude, that's a lot of people, man. And man. I believe it. I've seen videos. Yeah, here's, let me show you what's going on. Oh, yeah. yeah look at this. It's like what, what's happening is we're seeing like a, a truck just blow this smoke. What is it, though? I don't know. It's like some kind of disinfectant? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's like. It's like the I don't think sh- you're supposed to breathe in this stuff, right? So it's <laughs> supposed to kill fuck? like the virus, like in the air. That's crazy, dude. That's like the the trucks that run by our streets, like yeah, to kill mosquitoes. mosquitoes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, dude. There's like an freaking army. Yeah, like a brigade. Yeah. Of the smoke. I mean, I don't know what it is. Like, looks like smoke slash steam slash. Cause it's firing up, man. Yo, this is crazy. It's like water. It's like a like a human thing. 
Are there any comments to this? Like, what the hell is this stuff, dude? They're not like mass genociding their population, are they? <laughs> <laughs> it's like freaking, like some kind of it's mustard like gas. It's like the whole breaking thing. news: four hundred million dead. Yeah, dude. Yeah, this is like, what's that sound? Is that the sound of the truck? I think it's the sound of the truck. Yeah, that's terrifying. It is. Like if you're like living in your apartment and you see this shit. Yeah, now these people are like walking through this tunnel of, like of that spray. Wow. Yeah, it's got to be some kind of like you get disinfectant. Like, yeah, like you get like hosed down with this stuff. Yeah, that's like some kind of, it's like water. I mean, not water, water, yeah, but yeah, it's... Yeah. There's got to be some kind of chemicals in there, obviously. Yeah. It's not like they're, they're not battling forest fires here. It's like we need more moisture. Yeah. <laughs> they're battling a freaking virus, dude. This is insane, dude. So you see shit, see stuff like this, and it's like... Dude... I think the problems could potentially be a lot bigger than like we think. You know what I mean? Obviously, it is for for China. Dude, four hundred million people locked down. That's that's not a small news event. You know what I mean? Yeah. <coughs> oh, what is that? The Chinese have a patent on a chlorine dioxide solution, the infamous with silica to make it last longer. It's possible to use in a way that is safe for both the environment, people. Although watching all the videos, I'm not sure that's the case. Okay. Yeah, they're definitely trying. They're definitely trying. Are. Yeah. Yeah, this guy says no one can say they are not trying, <laughs> which clearly they are. It's a disinfectant that needs a hazmat suit to apply. Yeah. But yeah, the reason why that's re relevant, I mean, there's a multiple reasons why this is relevant, right? I mean, scientists have been like saying for years that like a pandemic is on its way or like we're due for one or something like that, you know, especially. Have, have they been saying that? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I understand with all the antibiotics. Yeah, exactly. That. We ingest like inside the food, mm -hmm. like we're c creating this like super virus that's like evolving. Well, yeah, the big scare is that like with our over uh, prescription of antibiotics, we're gonna create some kind of like resistant strain of bacteria. But this is a this is different, I guess. This is a virus. Yeah, uh, I'm not. Sh I mean, it's it's hard, I guess, to come up with vaccines for all this stuff. I mean, that's another debatable issue. Apparently, there's not, not enough, like, uh, research into this type of stuff. Like, SARS happened in 2002, mm, and it's, like, right. the same kind of virus, but, the, you know. This one's actually worse. Yeah, but it's the same, like, I think molecular structure, I guess. Like, the same kind of uh, binding molecules to it. Yeah. As, you know, it's coronavirus. I think that's, like, a classification of viruses, basically. Right, right. I mean, from the pictures I've seen, it's, like, a, literally, like, a sphere with just, like, binding like uh, sites on, on the outside. Yeah. You know? So what? Uh, uh, I, mean, couple that of, could, <laughs> I don't know if that's actually what it looks like. <laughs> but well, that's what the images I've seen. Yeah. And there's, uh, I've seen other videos that you have like these people in hazmat suits, like forcing other people in vans and like trying to get yeah. them into like quarantine and all this stuff. And, you know, they're, they're resistant because, the, you know, the individual claims that they're not infected and they're about to be put in a room with a bunch of infected. Wow. And so that's why you were seeing a lot of a lot that of was this is right here. Yeah. Why would they just assume that they're? Infected? I don't know. I don't know. They. I don't know. I wonder if it's literally like you know you're on lockdown for a reason. So if you get caught outside or something, you're just oh, that's it, dude. You're exposed. You're going to quarantine. Yeah. I think it's literally probably it. Especially if they're going through all this effort to disinfect like the air. Yeah. 
So I guess they're assuming like if you're exposed to the air, dude, you're 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 uh, at high risk. Yep. That's the danger, man. Something that's so easily spreadable like that. Like, dude, dude yeah. the air. Every Come human on, being is like a potential exactly. walking We're all breathing from the same pool of air, right? So that's true. Damn. But again, this has like ramifications from like an economic perspective, right? You look at all this and you hear that four hundred million dollar I mean not million, four hundred million people, you have to assume like that this has to have like a drastic impact on their economy, like China's yeah. economy. People can't work. Can't work, they can't go shopping. Right. They can't travel. I mean, that's a lot of industry being uh, you know, put down. Dang, that's crazy. So, I mean, again, we, we've talked about it on the podcast, too, man. Like, um, you know, the stock market is, is in its euphoric phase itself. Yeah, it is. It just never stops, dude. It keeps yeah, on it churning, keeps on churning. Like, you know. So, <clears throat> historically, you know, when, when corrections happen, stock markets, there's, like, a few cases. You just either, like, big fraudulent activities that cause market <laughs> collapses, like in 2008. Yeah. There are like just like bubbles, like the 2001 uh, uh, internet.com boom. Yeah. That was just like, you know, pure speculation, just like we saw in Bitcoin. That's right. That's right. And then there's these, they call them black swan events, like stuff you just can't predict that just comes out of like the ether. Coronavirus just out of thin air. (laughs) Yeah. Like nobody anticipates like this to come out and like have such a drastic. I I haven't heard of the origin story of the coronavirus, right? Like. I don't know if they've talked about it. Like, what do you mean, where it came from? Yeah, where it came from. I've heard, at first I heard it was from, like, a, a strain of bats, and, like, people oh, eat, yeah. eat these bats That's right. from this uh, region of the, of China. It's like a normal bat thing. bat feces ends up in, like, uh, yeah. pig food or... But now I heard another story of, like, some type of, like, anteater-looking creature <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> might be the origin of this virus, you know? Yeah. But it's definitely, like, some type of exotic animal that, you know, traditionally Spawned we this. shouldn't... We really don't need to be eating. I don't know. Apparently, well, we don't. Hunt. We don't have to eat them. I think they just have to like defecate on some plant that humans eat or something. True. It's like it's know. probably a lot less complicated than like eating that animal that's infected. Yeah. But but yeah, let's. Uh, so yeah, we just want to talk about this because. Yeah, it's not like well, we let's let's be clear. You know, like don't panic. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Like well, yeah, there's, definitely don't panic. But there's a couple I, it's, infected in the United States. I think more than a couple. I think last I heard it was like fifteen. And was the fifteen. F- one person has died so far in the United States. There's been a has been a fatality in the United States. And there's like legit right. measures being done. It was a sixty year old guy. Yeah. I remember, yeah. There's like legit measures being done, like to you know to just, kind of mitigate this. Like we don't want this happening here either. Like imagine if this happens here. Like, yeah. That's what I'm saying, but like that's a black swan event. Like right now it's isolated in China. Like, you know, not the virus, but like this kind of like pandemic outbreak is isolated in China. But like, if as soon as I start seeing like like Japan, apparently there's like a cruise ship in Japan. That's like right. Yep. Thirty something people were like uh, tested positive for this thing. Yeah, and a lot of people within the cruise ship didn't even know that there was infected on the on the ship. Exactly. So how many other people are out there like carrying the same thing, yeah. man? It's there's so, like a two week incub- incubation period, and you're you're spreading it without even being sick. Yeah. So it's like as soon as I start seeing other countries outside of China, like let's say Japan, it gets out of control, and then all of a sudden you're seeing them spray stuff in the streets, and everyone's locked down. That's when I start to little worry a little bit. I gotta mm-hmm. start game planning. Like it's, it's definitely gonna come and it's yeah. gonna happen because I've never experienced anything like this in my lifetime. I've only heard stories, you know. Yeah, start buying like a case of water just so you have it. Yeah, I mean, because the idea is like you, you're not gonna be able to leave your house, right? It's true. Or you shouldn't, or else you're exposing yourself, but. So, yeah, that's just crazy, man. It's crazy. This is like some sci-fi stuff. Yeah, it is. It is. So, on that note, D, 
DeFi. <laughs> yeah, right. What a segue. Yeah. <laughs> so why DeFi's billion dollar milestone matters. <laughs> yeah, so, that's right. We cr- we cracked another psychological barrier. Yeah, so we've got so we've been talking about DeFi for a good couple of months. Yeah. And it's one of the projects that we really liked just because of its application and what it means to like the entire crypto ecosystem. And now that they've locked up a billion dollars, I mean, we're we're starting to make strides in the crypto community in the sense that there are alternatives to the incumbents of the system that we have today. And one of the one of these like alternatives, it would be DeFi and especially like Compound, like everybody's building applications on Compound. As a matter of fact, we want to build an application on Compound. Did you see that on Discord when we were discussing ways to increase the pot amount for the Blockrunner games? Uh, yeah, I saw, but break it down for our audience. Yeah, so one one use case for Compound.Finance would be for, let's say we have a sponsor, right? The sponsor, uh, this company, says, we'll, we'll give you guys 250 grand so you can put into this pot. And so what we'll do is we'll stake this into Compound, and that interest of that 250 grand would go to serve the winnings of the daily pot and the monthly pot. And so this sponsorship period, let's say, for example, lasts for a month. So 250 grand for a month staked into compound, it's roughly about $1,000. And so you divvy up $1,000 for the daily pot and uh, a monthly pot, and you have potential win- winnings per day, like in the tens to fifties of dollars, right? Plus Plus the uh, the monthly pot. Right? Yeah. It could be a couple hundred bucks. So how does the sponsor benefit? It's just like exposure for them? Yeah. So the, what we do for the sponsor is we brand the block run and all the games with the sponsor's, you know, logos. And just like just brand. Put that shit everywhere. Yeah. Put it <laughs> everywhere. Because apparently we just found out like well, this is like a new development, like this uh, external images or something. Oh, yeah. Now? External Im- images. In so that's like a perfect like use case for that, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Just throw, throw that all over everywhere. It's like. And so the cool thing is it's very much like Pull Together where mm-hmm. it's a no-loss sponsorship. That's right. Because at the end of the sponsor, uh, the sponsorship, we just return the 250 grand to the sponsor. Or not us, right? Like the smart contract. Well, the smart contract will do it automatically, yeah. But, yeah, okay. So they we return the 250 grand and they get one month exposure to the crypto community, the Decentraland community, all the players. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's not just something we could do. That's something like everybody should do. Yeah. You know, just not just just to grow the DeFi ecosystem even more and to bring like uh, sponsorships into uh, Decentraland yeah. just to create like a better ecosystem overall. I guess for our case in particular, we've already built like a, a player reward system yeah. for our mini games and stuff. So it fits in perfectly in that sense. Like we're, we're trying to uh, and it, actually it's like, reward like skill. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what that's the, what we wanted to do at the end of the day. Like we're all gamers and dude, it's like we get good at doing certain things, but we never get a reward. Yeah. <laughs> like, I never get anything out of it, man. Yeah. It's just like, except for like e-glory. You know, yeah, like, just like internet flexing, which exactly, it's not the same thing which, as like NFT flexing. True, or just like money period flexing. Yeah, but even even that's still viable. Like we had a, this these games up, and dude, like we got a guy named Loots and stuff who like did a thousand jumps just for the hell of it, just because yeah, he wanted to be number one on the leaderboard. Like, yeah, <laughs> people people are so naturally competitive, man. Yeah, we we actually did the math on that. He spent I think almost like thirty three minutes <laughs> jumping, which is intense. Yeah, that is. Intense, that's man. a dedicated person right there. I can't wait to see, like, actually, like, um, like money t- at stake. Well, that and like at the monthly comp- contest, how whenever we figure out how to do that, we have 10 people battling each other. Yeah, 
that's gonna be pretty cool yeah we want to we want to make sure that uh uh, so stay tuned to the end because we're going to be show, showing right. like the yeah. two new games that we've made that's going to be launching pretty soon. Yeah. And so, yeah, stay stay tuned to yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, there's a, yeah, we're going to, yeah, Decentraland, there's so much going on. Yeah. Decentraland. There's there's a lot. It's absurd. Well, and, yeah, we got to cover some like mainstream crypto t- stuff. <laughs> yeah, but the fact that we yeah. got a billion locked into DeFi just like helps support like the whole ecosystem in the sense that I say, like, hey. You know, there's, this is like a real thing to the sponsors because maybe a lot of sponsors don't know anything about smart contracts and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would imagine the sponsors that would sponsor our games are probably already in the crypto community anyway, so they'll understand. Mm-hmm. And once you say, like, this is a no-loss sponsor, I mean, it's pretty much like a done deal, I, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we'll, we'll find out soon once we, we get a sponsor, right? Yeah. Uh, but I, I, liked, I like where everything's going. There's no slowing down, right? There's, there's not, there's not going to be a... How could you foresee a dip into this? Like, why? Uh, I, I guess here's here's the dip. Mm-hmm. Let's say there's so much money locked up into DeFi. It's like, well, we're in we're in a bull phase of the market. So I'm not gonna eight percent gains is nothing compared to the ten or twenty percent gains we're gonna see on a monthly basis. That's right. We've even had like internal conversations about this. Like, like we, we received mana for uh, winning competitions in the past and stuff yeah. like that. It was just sitting around in a con- or in a wallet somewhere. Yeah. We're like, hey man, we should uh, probably put some of this mana into uh, some DeFi platforms. We're like, yeah. nah, dude. We're like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we made the right choice because, like, over since we made that decision, like, mana is almost two x. Yeah, yeah, know? that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and I think a lot of people are seeing that because mana is not alone. Like, the altcoins are getting a lot of shine right now. Yeah, like, a lot of shine. You know. Yeah, Which, mana, mana. You're right. It two x in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, there's good reason for it, right? There's a launch about to go down, and like we're about to talk about, like whenever we get into Decentraland, there's all kinds of uh, markets spawning. Yeah, you know, shit that didn't really exist before. But yeah, you're right. Like people are gonna notice that, and they they might start taking their money out of these uh, DeFi platforms to yeah. start speculating. Right. That, that's the only reason why you would see a dip, but and. and you know, it's going to dip, but is it really going to change anything? Like, not really. Uh, the the, no, like the proto- platform's still there. The platform's still there, and the protocol will exist whether we put money in it or not. <coughs> but the interest rates should start, like, dipping, right? Like, if Ethereum keeps going up. It's true. Like, the collateral is getting stronger and stronger. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Again, that again incentivizes people to withdraw their funds, you know, and put it back into Ethereum, and et cetera. I agree. This, but this, this is, is, dude, like this is a no-brainer escape. It, it's <laughs> what you were saying. The psychological barrier has mm-hmm. been broken. Now you know which it one. Could be anything. Oh, the billion. The billion. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I said, ones and zeros, man. Once we break these ones and zeros, like it's off to the races from here. Yeah. I'm surprised Bitcoin's not soaring as hard harder than it is. I mean, it's doing good. It's up four percent, but ten thousand one hundred. Yeah. I guess it's it's broke ten thousand before. Maybe it's it's yeah. So that that's not a psychological barrier because it's already done that multiple times. True. But I thought maybe for some reason it would really pop off here yeah oh excuse my hiccups <laughs> so let's talk about this uh risk launches interoper interoperability bridge between bitcoin and ethereum so yeah. what did you what did you find out so far about this i think it's just uh well we just talked about DeFi. so far everything is uh ethereum collateralized this like all these uh lending platforms so of course bitcoin wants to get in the game right people yeah. want to start <laughs> people want to start staking their bitcoin you know oh hell yeah and I understand why. I mean, Bitcoin 
apparently is a more valuable asset than Ethereum, you know, based on market cap alone, I guess. So yeah. it's a stronger collateral. I wonder if they were going to require you, like, you know, Ethereum is like 150%, right? Or something like that. You have to stake 150% of collateral. your- Collateral. Uh, so over collateralized, correct. Yeah, over collateralized your Ethereum. I wonder if it's the same is going to apply to Bitcoin. We don't know yet because the- Probably, pro- probably they, just because it's so, I, I guess, volatile. and. True. They want to make sure that you know, even in a in a downturn of the of like the price, that they it's still enough to cover the loan mm-hmm. in case you default. True, because if you default, then yeah. they just take your your collateral. Yeah. So I guess what these guys are doing, or what they figured out, and what they're launching is is uh, a bridge between because these are Ethereum smart contracts. I guess they're figuring out ways to wrap these Bitcoin tokens and minting a whole new token. To, on the Ethereum yeah. smart uh, platform. So yeah, so they're, essentially they're, they're, like they're wrapping Bitcoin, right? It's a wrapped Bitcoin. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so Bitcoin kind of functions very close to like an ERC-20 token. Yeah, I guess like all the value of Bitcoin is wrapped into this ERC-20 token. They they called it RRC-20 tokens. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they have like Let's two, see. they have a new protocol or a new uh, standard, I mean. Huh. Uh, right there. Oh yeah, RRC-20 tokens. So it says... When a user transfers tokens, the Bridges smart contracts lo- locks the originals and mints a corresponding amount of new tokens on the other chain. Mm-hmm. Using the system, Ether-based tokens can be transformed into RISC's RRC20 tokens, which conversely can be turned into a CR- Ethereum ERC777 tokens. And these are two whole new standards I've never heard of before today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've never heard of these either. Yeah, but this is all part of their protocol, I guess, to... Uh, Yes, yeah. and this is interesting how they do this. Interoper- interoperability protocols make it easier for projects to operate on different blockchains. So decentralized apps can cater to a broader base of users who would otherwise remain siloed and closed networks. Mm-hmm. And projects can leverage specific characteristics of different blockchains simultaneously. I, I would I would expect this. So this this is good. Of course. Yeah, this is the uh, thing Andreas talked about in our podcast, yeah. right? The multi-chain, or the one network, you, multi-chain. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Many chains, you know, one, one network. Something like that. Yeah. So this is all good stuff, man. This is only going to solidify DeFi even more. You have more options to collateralize. Come on, man. And this is just the beginning, man. We, we ourselves, we were talking earlier today about, which I guess isn't really out there yet, but we're thinking NFTs are eventually going to become no-brainer collateral yeah in my opinion because this is actual you know and and ultimately what is this for i mean we're talking about eight percent gains right now on Dai, mm-hmm. and uh so it's this is for when you exit the the market and you don't go into fiat instead you go into Dai or you go into some stable coin and you get to stake that stable coin in these protocols that net you a you know five to eight percent interest rate mm-hmm. and so when you're selling at the top at 120k bitcoin convert that to die stake stake that into one of these smart contracts and then you know live off the interest i guess yeah and i guess it's a way for people like like the idea or like what we want to do and a lot of people in the nft space want to do is create <coughs> kind of like a an ecosystem where people are earning nfts yeah whatever cryptocurrencies like digital assets basically digital wealth but at the same time, with these these DeFi platforms, these lending platforms, you could use this wealth you accrued through your online endeavors, whatever you want to call it. You know, you're collect say you're decentralized God, you're collecting all these valuable NFTs. All of a sudden, you it's like you have a house. 
Yeah. As far as like net worth, they say you got three hundred thousand dollars worth of NFTs, which people will have. If not, people probably already have that kind of NFT wealth. You just use that as your collateral to get what die, and then you could just fiat out. You yeah, know? that's true. Why not? That's true. <laughs> this is that's that's crazy shit. You know, that's never been done. You know, you're you're you're, you're creating a, an online existence in a way, and that translates to the real world. Possibly. Yeah, and it, and it goes back and forth. And you know? l- let us show you an example. There you go. So yeah. we're looking at OpenSea right now, this skull Mexican hat that can be worn in Decentraland as an NFT. Yeah. And we're looking at this wearable. There's only 10 of them, and this is the fifth one, and mm-hmm. it sold for 15,000 mana. Which, I mean, in today's price is like 700 bucks, $750. $750. Which is insane. $750 so for a hat. <laughs> a hat that you wear in Decentraland. Yeah. I mean, there's cool stuff. Uh, Maddie. Uh, he has like a full decked out avatar now. You know, he has like a Tron outfit or something like that. I wonder how much money he spent on that. But you know, the point is, dude. So this so, is crazy. Yeah, this is so <laughs> Alex. That's a lot of money. So Alex bid a month ago twenty five hundred mana, and he kept right, right you know, raising the price. And then once he said fifteen fifteen thousand, it sold to, mm. to Alex for fifteen thousand. I wonder why. I wonder if that just means like that's just uh, the seller agreed at that price. He's like, okay, that's enough. I'll sell it to you. Yeah. He's just like making bids over time, maybe. Yeah, it's like this one guy just like raising the price. Hmm. I didn't notice that until just now. I yeah. thought it was like multiple people making bids, but okay. Yeah, see, I'm not 100. I've never myself, I haven't bought any NFTs yet, dude. I'm actually ashamed of that. <laughs> <laughs> I really need to start buying some of these, man. I feel like I'm missing out. Yeah, I actually earned a couple of these NFTs. I just haven't gone to look at what I have. I know I don't have this one. Or maybe I, no, I don't. I don't. Well, is that something like you could have found in Decentraland? Yeah, or what? this is one of those things that you could you could find in Decentraland. So, so like 10 people got lucky and found yeah. these. What? Yep. No way. Yeah, for sure. Like uh, during what event? Yeah, remember uh, the October event, the Halloween event. Oh yeah. Yeah, you can walk around and basically click on tombstones, and some tombstones would yield an NFT. And just like randomly, ten people got like the super rare hat. Uh, I think it's the first ten people to click on a specific stone. That's right. I remember some of them saying that. Like, yeah. It's like first come first serve type stuff. Yeah. Wow. Because then you would get like one of these other NFT tokens, like a wearable that's like. You know, one of ten thousand. Dude, I slept on this so hard, dude. You man, I was I was telling you, man. You did, man. I was calling it dust, dude. I fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> this it's is like, definitely not dust, dude. These are yeah. NFTs, man. They're like, you know. Yeah, can... I mean, you were saying because you know these are like Genesis NFTs in a way. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember I played a game called Maple Story. <laughs> which, <laughs> what a loser! <laughs> yeah, well, this is pre-WoW. This is before WoW. Our first MMO, but yeah. I was in the beta of that game, and they gave away, they gave out like bandanas you, with a little maple leaf on it. You played that game as a beta tester? Hell yeah, dude! Wow, I know. Right? What interested you in that game? It was an MMO. I had a friend who just like was like, dude, you gotta try this out. You know, up to I was like thirteen or something at okay. the time. You know, and then I tried it out, and it's my first MMO. Obviously, MMOs are like naturally addictive as hell. Yeah. But the point is, I got like this bandana from for being a beta participant that had this maple leaf. But in the future, it became like super valuable because I kept playing that game for like another year. How valuable though? Like hundred bucks? Well, see, there's no real world value to it. It's like oh, in, just like in game value. Like you could trade oh. it for like a super another rare or expensive item within so the game. Is is that game still alive or no? I think so. Yeah. Interesting. But I mean, apply that to dude. That's basically what's happening here. These are like beta, beta uh, uh, 
NFTs. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You were right in your assumption, man. I, I don't know why I blew it off so hard. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. Like, this is like your shit, dude. But I know. I was actually there, but I'm having difficulties with my uh, wallet or something. Like, my NFTs. That's true. That's true. I was there. You remember, right? Yeah. But yeah, this is cool. Uh, yeah, this is really cool. This is like proof of concept, man. Like, people are actually spending a lot like, of money on these things. Dude, and probably $750 for something like this when there's only 10 of them. And, like, you can only get this in the beta. Like, in the future, maybe a year from now, 1500 bucks easy. Yeah, probably in the near future. It's like 2X. Right? Yeah. That's reasonable. I mean, yeah, I get it. It's, you know, there's people out there willing to do that. These crypto kitties and stuff sold for, like, hundred grand. That's true. You know? But you can't, you can't do nothing with that. Well, apparently now you can. There's, I saw a tweet earlier. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, do I have it here? I don't, I don't have it. Yeah, I saw a tweet that piqued my interest. There it is. Yeah, it looks like a wiener castle, but <laughs> it's actually... Uh, it says, more leaks from the CryptoKitties team. Seems like some sort of kitty land. It looks like a, a Disneyland. So it's like rendition. a concept. Yeah, we're looking at a concept image. It looks like it was painted. Yeah. I mean, that's got, the see aesthetic. The little, see the little cat ears on the top of the tower? Oh, yeah. Look at that. Yeah, dude. Huh. So I guess... What are we left to assume from this? Yeah, they're going to be building, uh, I guess, a, a world sort of like Axies. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. You know, which is a good idea because like Axie, <laughs> Axie is, um, you know, they're attempting it. Like, again, you read their white paper, they 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 saw this crypto kitty trend. They're like, hey, man, people are spending a lot of money to own these things. But like, what can you do with them? So they, they built a game, you know? Yeah. And, you know, they they're a business. They have to come up with like stuff to keep people engaged, engaged, and spending more ETH. Exactly. Like this is this is how they how you do it. And they're like on their ninth gen crypto kitty, if not more. Yeah, they're about to hit like two million cats. That's a lot of cats, dude. They're gonna build like a whole world of cats. <laughs> but yeah, and obviously, like metaverse is trending right now. We got like three of them launching on the same day here in a couple weeks. Yeah, Decentraland, Sandbox, Crypto Voxels, Crypto Voxels. I think even Somnium Space. And it's all because of the date, right? It's like a sexy date. Like, you're not going to have this date ever. Yeah. I guess, I mean, I'm assuming the majority of people are going to go to Decentraland. Yeah. You know, but I don't know. Apparently, we got an interview lined up for the Sandbox. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, the Sandbox. We're going to be interviewing uh, Seb Sebastian from the Sandbox mm -hmm. on the 18th. Oh, that's going to be interesting, man. Yeah. Because we're still glued into Decentraland. It's, it, do we need to, like, expand a little bit, I feel like? Like, just get to know the competitors, you know? Yeah, and, and because we have uh, we interviewed Ben Kelly, um, it, it actually brought us a little bit of business um, into MetaZone. Mm. And uh, we happened to get a guy who was also in Decentraland by a, a graffiti wall. That's right. And so, yeah, graffiti wall, like you said, it's like a little sleeper hit right now. A lot. We're getting a lot of inquiries yeah. for that. The, the graffiti wall is like... It's it's a, it is a hit. Yeah. I think just because of like its nature is like you can put anything you want. You can draw anything that you want in this graffiti wall. Yeah, it's like truly an in, in, interactive experience. Like yeah. you literally have an open canvas and you just it's art, man. Yeah, as a matter of like fact, that was one of our submissions for the interactive like game, game jam. jam. Yeah. I mean, that's like we got an honorable mention. <laughs> we did. We did get an honorable mention we for did. that. Yeah. But we felt like that was like the the epitome of interactivity. I mean, yeah. But I guess the it's not enough, judges I didn't guess. agree. I think it's it's just too simple, I guess. Yeah. But it's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, all right. I, I, that's one of my favorite metas, to be honest, because it's so dynamic. 
Exactly. It could be anything. It could be anything, yeah. And I think people like that. So, yeah, we've I think we've sold like four or five of them so far. So, you, I mean, and that's just the beginning. I'm assuming, assuming like there's going to be a bunch of these walls just spread out throughout the central land. Yeah. And, you know, just so people walking by have like something to uh, interact with. Right. Like leave their mark. It's like you're in a freaking bathroom <laughs> at a bar. People just like scribble all over the place. That's right? true. That's true. People like to do that kind of stuff, like leave their mark in the world. Yeah. Right. So that's what we were trying to provide. Yeah. And if you don't like that mark, whatever it may be. <laughs> if it's like, if it's like, a, it. if it's like, a, if it says like MAGA. Oh yeah. <laughs> you're like, dude, I got to get rid of Dude's this. Yang gang. <laughs> yeah. You just yang. The, yeah. You know, just yang, yang, yang it. Over, <laughs> yang all over it, dude. Uh, so uh, I'm looking at another tweet here by Brian Armstrong. He's the CEO of Coinbase. And when, once I read this tweet, I completely agreed. And he's he's sort of talking about how cryptocurrencies are going to model the change that messages went through um, from the 1800s. So let me, let me go through this. So it says... Uh, so he starts out the, the tweet by saying, summarizing a recent conversation I had with friends comparing messages to payments and what happens when technology drives down the cost. So he says in the 1800s, people used to spend, send maybe one letter a month. Then in the 1900s, telephones became available. And for a dollar a minute, you could even call long distance to other countries, maybe a few times a month with SMS at 20 cents. Is, is that a dollar in, in those times or? Yeah, well, maybe not in those times, but yeah, cause roughly that's a lot of money, like early 1900s. Yeah, that's a shitload like of money. Twenty bucks, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. But even then, I mean, if you can make those calls in the 1900s, twenty bucks, mm-hmm. I mean, it's reasonable. Yeah. Okay. So with SMS at twenty cents, people might send a few messages a day. Peak SMS globally was twenty billion messages wow. a day. So then WhatsApp, email, and many other messaging apps drove down the cost per message down to zero. And we saw a true explosion in messaging. Hundreds of billions of messages are now sent every day, and it's not uncommon for someone to send 40 messages in an hour. So if you told the person in the 1800s who sent a letter a month that people would one day send 40 messages in an hour, they'd probably think those people sound insane. So not only did the volume of messaging grow by orders of magnitude as costs came down, but it also unlocked all kinds of creativity and innovation. Think of the new message types we have now. Memes, video calls, voice memos, reaction emojis, etc. And messaging also became borderless. No distinction like long-distance calls or international mail anymore. WhatsApp messages work wherever the person is in the world. Now, let's think about where we are with payments. The average American sends about 40 payments a month. They cost 2% every every time you swipe your credit card, even if the merchant pays it. You're also paying it in the higher cost of the price item. So, And then ACH takes three business days. So payments are local. They're not global. There are uh, onerous exchange fees and transaction fees. And when you do long distance or international payments. So so what will happen when the cost of payments falls to SMLs, SMS levels? What about free? What will happen when all payments are inherently global? Just like messaging, we'll see several orders of magnitude more payments. It won't be uncommon for someone to do 40 transactions in an hour instead of in a month. But we'll also see many types of new transactions that would seem strange to us today. Every upvote on a website could be a transaction, an email you send with priority access, your self-driving car changing lanes, or the goods you exchange in the virtual world. When technology drives down cost, you get all kinds of new behavior and innovation that was never before possible. It also democratizes access and levels the playing field globally. Exciting times ahead for crypto and the open financial system. Damn, he went deep. Yeah, I, I really liked how you know he equated mm-hmm. cryptocurrency with messaging, which which is 
almost the same thing, mm-hmm. right? Making a payment is sort of like a message. You're messaging to each other is like, I will exchange, you know, this amount of money for that good. Mm-hmm. It's it's a communication language. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, once I read this, I was like, dude, this like, it really hits the spot. So what are you thinking though? Like, well, what? I mean, in terms of like grand scheme of things, like he's, you could see like the progress of messages. So if you take, if you agree with like his statement, then you can predict that, you know, cryptocurrencies will be, you know, doing 40 transactions on a daily basis Kind of like we send messages to each other. So whenever we like a um, a tweet or a website, I mean, we're sending like micropayments to to this creator, mm. right? And that stuff is going to be common. I mean, and yeah, there's already tons of that being. Yeah, it's it's being implemented right now. Yeah, like even Bat. Like I can tip Brian Armstrong right now with Bat. Yeah, but I mean, would are people really going to pay money to well, that's li- the thing. like content? Like, well, that's the thing. Like yeah. that, you you'll do that because. Um, I can only see that, like if, like I said, if this closed loop, like digital economy that I envision is like a reality, meaning like people are earning cryptocurrency regularly, and so like the idea of spending it to drive other people's content up is not like some kind of radical idea. Yeah, correct. You know what I mean? Because it's like you're you're earning and spending at the same time. You know what I mean? You, you like you, yeah, you're getting thumbs up on your Facebook whatever the hell's yeah. post. So you're getting money too. Yeah, for sure. For you're sure. getting microtransactions and stuff like that. Same thing like how I think with in Decentraland, like people have to make money within Decentraland in order to spend it, right? Like Agreed. You, it, it's, that's how you make digital economies work. Like it, it's not one-sided. Correct. You know, like right now, if you think about it, I, I can't ever imagine a social networking website where it's like you have a wallet. It's like, okay, now you got to deposit a hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like you can't interact at all with our website unless you... But you know Put why you think in. that way, right? What? It's because all these free apps like Twitter and Facebook, yeah. all that, mm-hmm. they're taking our information. True. Yo, that's, yeah. That's the trade-off. Uh, yeah, 100%. And then they make millions off of the collective data, mm-hmm. right? So that's the trade-off that, uh, well, that's that's what you're gaining back in these decentralized applications like The Voice mm-hmm. and, and all these applications that, that you do have to pay for every single like. Yeah. So, so I think, I mean, it's going that way. It's, it that's actually, yeah. Messages. When you start to think about it, like, yeah, it gets kind of like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> when you like really extrapolate. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, you're already going to have a MetaMask. It's, there's no, there's no resistance in like the next, you know, application that you sign up to automatically taking payments for a like or a retweet or whatever. Yeah. And so it's not going to be too much of a stretch. And we're talking about micropayments. Like you might not even be spending a dollar in a month liking things, right? But if but to the creator, when you're getting those micropayments, like one point six thousand likes for this, yeah. Like imagine that's a penny each. You made oh god, sixteen <laughs> sixteen bucks. I yeah, think. sixteen dollars. <laughs> so I, I mean, and this it'll is, probably be more than a penny, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So that's crazy. That's cool. I mean, and that exists. That's I'm, that's like steam it. Yeah, sixteen steam bucks for a tweet. I mean, that's not too bad. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, I 100% believe in that. And I think he's spot on. It's just a matter of getting people comfortable with that. That's that's the like the objective and the goal. So in order for that to happen, like these wallets have to become like mainstream. Yeah, that that is like a big barrier is getting people familiar with these crypto wallets and stuff. Yeah, but you know what? The market is encouraging anyway with all these hacks and Facebook and all that. So there'd be you know, but there's already a lot of people looking for alternatives. True. Like I I've. I hate using Facebook. I don't use it. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not saying it's not going to happen. It's just, yeah, that's just the way it's going to be. Like, it's not even like a huge barrier. 
Like the people who are willing to, you know, go through that little bit of friction are going to be the initial adopters. And then they're going to, they're going to preach the gospel of like, dude, this is way better than the old world technology, you know? And they're going to get their friends in. And their friends going to be like, hey, like, how do I do this? And, you know, that's just the way it's going to work. Just like how the internet works. You got to like teach your friends and family how to uh, access the internet and stuff like that. How to set up an email account. That's a struggle for a lot of people still. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? How to create like a profile and stuff. Right, right. This is just, these are little friction events that like if you want to like on ramp onto the internet, you got to go through. Right. Same thing for crypto. No, I totally agree. It's going to happen. I think there's a lot of applications already on its way to coming out that that's how you support like the creators on that application. True. And uh, so I'm excited. We're we're, we're signing up to it, for example. I mean. Oh, dude. Have you heard anything about voice? When is that? That should be coming up soon, right? Yeah, that's right. February. Yeah. Dude, it should be like around the corner. Did you do the the questionnaire? You got to do it, man. I'm probably not even in then. (laughs) Dude, you're missing out like you did with the tokens. I missed out on everything, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I don't know what it is. It's like something gets a little difficult. Like I was having problems with my wallet. I'm just like, F it, dude. I'm out. Dude, (laughs) you got to figure it out, man. Same reason like in 2014, I couldn't like buy my crypto. So I was like, I'm out. And I missed out on like so <laughs> That's my problem, dude. I don't have enough follow through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, the, this other event, I thought I'm always following like security related stuff, and uh, I saw this exchange, and and this exchange tweeted out on February six. Says, dear users, unfortunately, we have to notify you with the fact that our exchange was hacked during the night, and almost all funds from Bitcoin, Ethereum, and others were stolen. A small part of the funds are safe on cold wallets. Yikes. Yowzers, dude. <laughs> That's rough. It says, we are now on analysis of the amount of loss and technical issues of the hack. We will come back soon after more details. And then the most relevant tweet, Oak. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on, man. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah. I mean, is anyone, ex- I mean, this is old news, man. Yeah. Exact centralized exchanges. Well, they're not done. <laughs> it's just this is like a shit one. Like, yeah. obviously, doesn't have the proper uh, security protocols. But do people obviously um, trust centralized? You know, like, there's a, there's a there's a there's, speed to it. First of all, and there's like actual convenience to yeah. it. Um, and liquidity, <laughs> liquidity. So what yeah, we like, would say is, if you're going to be trading, try to trade on exchanges that have like insurance. Yeah, I think uh, Bittrex just in, just got like a three hundred million dollar insurance. Uh, I don't know. Oh, really? What I don't know what you call that. Yeah, it's basically a hack insurance. Yeah, like if they have three hundred million dollars, like in reserves, I guess insured. Like if, yeah. if if they lose those funds, they can re- reimburse their users, and uh, which is cool. Like you know. Yeah, it just brings, shit like this happens, man. Yeah, it's it just allows uh, people to breathe easier if they're using your exchange. Yeah, but but obviously, obviously the best way to you know secure your cryptocurrencies. To keep them on a hardware wallet, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Not even your MetaMask. Yeah. Keep what what put in MetaMask what you're gonna use, not like to hold. Yeah, I think yeah, I guess it's good to just emphasize this every now and then. Like, you know, there's a lot of cool stuff going on in this space, but still be safe. You know, it's definitely not like uh, we're not a hundred percent there yet. Where it's like everything is trustworthy. Yeah, you know, we're working towards like a trustless ecosystem, but it's not there yet. <laughs> so yeah, take your safety precautions. <clears throat> All right. Anyways, now, I'm going to let me where 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 did I put this? Here we go. So, anyways, um, today is February 8th as we're recording this. Uh, the 20th is the day. Yes, like everything goes down. 
<laughs> pretty much. We've been working like, uh, you know, everybody has because the launch date is getting closer and closer for Decentraland. And yeah, if you follow our podcast, this is like we've been in this for, I think, about seven, eight months now, you know? Yeah. And it seems like every week, like, it just gets crazier and crazier as far as, like, what we're, what we're coming up with, what we're working on, and, like, what the community is doing. This is what I like to see, man. Like, I think that's where all value lies in any kind of, like, protocol or cryptocurrency, anything. Is It's just the value. is a community. That's the value. That's I, right. That's how I feel personally, you know. I don't know how you uh, can uh, quantify that. <laughs> I don't think you can. No, I don't think you can. I mean, maybe you can. You literally just go down, like go through discord groups and telegram groups and stuff and see like how active they are and whatnot and come up with some kind of like metric. I don't know. That's yeah. I mean, well, I guess one way to do it is to see how much activity is on like, oh, yeah, open like sea, GitHub and, GitHub like and yeah. like all, all the traditional kind of like routes. Yeah. Oh yeah. There it is. Oh, yeah. The theme. Yeah, dude, I still remember when we were like, it was like me, you and Oscar here and yeah. then we like, <laughs> we've deployed the block runner for the first time. Yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> Those are good times. <laughs> All right, so what we're doing is we're loading our scene in like a um, like a local local database, I guess. So this is not this is not currently in, in Decentraland right now. What we're yeah. looking at, yeah, um, it's still loading. But um, apparently, I made like a like a happy little. I had like a Bob Ross moment, like a little happy little accident or something, by suggesting that we get rid of the grids for the floors and the ramps. Yeah, and apparently that had an effect on the what like the texture like an overload of the textures i guess so it is supposed to make this load faster but it's <laughs> still taking a little while well you know what um i've i've had a lot more success with loading this uh-huh um when we're not recording a bunch of stuff right now that's right we always and, <laughs> you know oh well here we go so now it's finally it's getting there um so uh, what's your experience like when when you we're not recording about, we're, about dude it is like as smooth as butter yeah like completely smooth. Yeah, see, I haven't been able to log in the last couple of days. There's been some login issues, but I can't wait to get in there. Dude, it looks so much better. Yeah. It looks like crisp. It's a lot cleaner. Yeah. So we took away like all these like grid lines. And so now it's it's definitely much, much cleaner. Cleaner and a, yeah, it should load faster and like a more seamless experience overall. And then you can see, I mean, you can't really see right now, but at the bottom of the screen is showing like the uh, frame rates. And because we're looking at this at a 4K screen, I mean, the frame rate right now is like at 10. Hmm, yeah. So that's could be contributing to the problem. Okay, see, so you, you see like the, the, it's nothing like this when you're just running alone, right? No, no, no. When I'm running alone, said, it's at, you know, 40, 50 frames per second. Okay. So, yeah, unfortunately, we can't provide that content <laughs> because we're recording and stuff. So just imagine this thing is running smooth as eggs. Yeah. Smooth as eggs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you see right there, it's like we're going uh, 14 frames per second right now. Okay. And I, I shrunk the screen just to see if it gave me a better performance, and it's it's not really helping that much. Um, so what we're doing is we're going to the very top. Yeah, so, so Floor 1's Block Runner, our first game. Floor yeah. 2, Pack Runner, our second game and Game Jam, fifth place winner. Yep, yeah. <laughs> Third floor is our new entry. Block Hole. Block Hole. Well, not entry, but it's look, something look at this. working on. It's it's an elevator that takes you to the top, and then oh, dude, that's so dope, dude. Yeah, dude, Oscar's a G. <laughs> <laughs> so now it says yellow, and we're supposed to get to a yellow. Oh, dude, you I already fell. freaking lost. Dude. You suck. Yeah. So the idea of this game <laughs> is um, you're taken to the f to the top floor here, 
and then the walls around you change to a color. And what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to run to the color that you're supposed to, like, supposed to be on, right? Yellow. Okay, see, yellow. So I made it. So now this counts as a point. So oh. now, now I have to run around and wait for the color to show up, and then now it's purple, and I get on purple. And so you have two seconds to get onto your color. Yeah. And if you don't, you fail, and you miss your chance of getting on the leaderboard, which nets you mana. Green. Oh, I missed it. Did you do that on purpose? Or no, you I actually didn't. Fucking whiffed. I, no, I I whiffed. Dude, wow. Okay. Because oh, like, what? oh, I can't hop in here, can I? Well, yeah. So I'll. You will. You won't be able to. I won't be with you. You won't be with me. Okay. But uh. Right, yeah. I, just, I don't need to. I'll, I'll just watch. <laughs> I'll play later. This okay. is yeah. This is very well done, man. This is cool. Shit. You really suck at this, though. Yeah, and, and I think <laughs> it's really because of the frame rate issue. Yeah, you're, that's hundred percent what it is. It and. Should, because, man, when it was, like, smooth, it's like, I mean, I'm here all day. Yeah. And so you can check out, like, all the tests that we made. So five was the all-time leader on this one. So it's pretty hard. Yeah. That's that's good. Yeah. So daily leaders and all-time leaders. So it has the same same mechanics, right? Daily and monthly. So we'll draw 10, 10 people to play this monthly for a pot. Could be, like, tens of dollars. It's kind of like whack-a-mole in a way. Instead yeah. of like a freaking little gopher popping out, it's just like you got to pick your right little you location. Gotta, exactly. It's, it's a test of reactions and like uh, yeah, Speed. awareness. Or ra- yeah, awareness of your surroundings. There's a bit of a strategy to it too. You think so? Yeah. What do you mean? Like uh, because you you need you need to see like the floor. You need to see like the entire floor to, to find all the colors, right? So all the colors on the floor are changing. Oh, I see. So like, let's let's just walk you through an example. So now we're going up, mm-hmm. and I stand back, and I can see all the colors in this corner, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm waiting for the color to show up to tell me which one to stand on, and I can get to the yellow. Oof. Barely, barely made that one. And so now I stand back, wait for the color to show up again, and it's purple right here. Oh, shit, dude, I missed it. you picked red, dude. What's it? You're colorblind, bro. See, you got you're slipping, man. Yeah. That's, that's good. That's good. Yeah, see, like I said, awareness, reaction time. Strategy. It, there's definitely going to be, like, that corner strategy is a good strategy. Yeah. You know, even though the block runner, I was watching Maddie play it, and he, you know, he just hopped on for, like, the first time. It looked like so he had no idea what he was doing, but he was definitely not playing it with, like, peak strategy. Right, but right, like, right. Every time he jumped, he got closer to the wall. Right, yeah, yeah. You, you don't want to do that. In my experience, you want to, like, stay back a little bit so you give yourself a little bit more time to react to the exactly. wall. You know, so exactly. there's some strategy there. And the other attractive <laughs> thing about this is that it's it's nice looking. I mean, you see all the colors. You if you walk by this on a parcel, you're gonna you're gonna stop. Yeah, it's, and you're gonna look at what what the hell's going on up there. That's kind of like our whole aesthetic, man. You, like it's like a combination of like a McDonald's play place. Yeah, <laughs> like a, a Dave and Buster's arcade arena, yeah. and like Tron and Ready Player One. It's all kinds of crazy shit. Right. That's how we want it, though, man. It's just it's like wacky. And and most importantly, of course, you can get this on the MetaZone, deploy it on your own land, and make passive income. Yeah, I really like this one. This is cool. Yeah. So then the the next. Oh, there's one, no music yet, right? There's no music yet, but we're yeah, gonna put fig- it in. Yeah, there. we gotta figure out a new song. I like how each 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 uh, floor has its own song. Yeah, it's really cool. I yeah. Like that. So now here's the other one. What do you think of this? All right. See, this already looks like some kind of like psychological trick yeah <laughs> like remember in that movie uh inception it's yeah. like what's that what do you say infinite staircase or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly what that reminds me of right so this one this <laughs> one is called orb jumper yeah and so all right let's just jump into it because it's 
it's a lot harder to explain than it is to play. So jump in, collect that orb. Oh, yeah. And then satisfying sound there. So this one's definitely tough at 10 frames per second. Damn, dude, you gotta be quick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. All right, so let's do this again. Okay, so the first one, it'll give you time to get the very first one, right? Because you don't want to lose, like, because right there, it's gonna disappear, and I'm not, I didn't lose, right? So this one I got, and second one. So these orbs are spawning randomly within this 3D volume of space, right? Yeah. And your job is to collect all the orbs that, that you see spawn within oh, the... S- dude, oh, dude, come it. on, man. You're almost there. The, <laughs> so you have six seconds. If you don't collect that orb within the six seconds, you lose. Oh, six seconds? Okay. And so, of course, this game is another one of those same mechanics, right? The pot mechanics. Yeah. So another one that earns you um, passive income. And all our games can fit within a single parcel because we're going to make the assumption that most people have at least one parcel, right? Yeah, at most, like, a two-by-two is probably going to be, like, if single parcels and, like, two-by-two, I I think there's going to be very little people that have, like, estates bigger than that. Yeah. Like, I think mostly, like, whales will have, like, these bigger estates, you know? Yeah, for sure. And another, like, nice feature is, so I already paid to play, so I can, like, it locks you in. As soon as you, you get the first orb you know the game locks you into this this box right watch for example so let me wait for that one for the next one to spawn right here and look how the the wall just disappears so you're locked into space until you get the next orb or, or if you lose or if you lose so what you can just walk out now yeah I can you walk. have to just walk yeah, out right i can walk out yeah that's so, cool so these are the things that i can't believe you can't experience in yeah. real life well, like you, you yeah. can't yeah obviously you can't do that but those are the experiences you want to have in a game, right? Yeah. And imagine this in like VR. Like imagine That's exactly lo- what I was thinking about. Looking at this in, in virtual reality is gonna be insane. But how the hell would you how do you move? I'm trying to like how do so you, you so you would move with play, like a joystick. Like a joystick, yeah. Yeah. Only thing you're different is like you're doing a lot of this, right? So you can actually find the orbs. Exactly. And exactly. Then, yeah, that sounds cool. So Oof. Dude, that's this is great. This is Better than I was anticipating. Oh, really? Dude, Oscar, you knocked it out of the park, dude. And you, too, you, you, you too, Willis. This is your idea, this game, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. These, these, yeah. Is these this games. how you envisioned it? Like, yeah, yeah. No, this is exactly it. I had no idea there was going to be, like, ramps and stuff in there. I thought it was literally just going to be, like, a box, and it's like, there's one over there. We go run to it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, one over there. Like, so yeah. we, we, we wanted to put the ramps on there, so we, we covered the entire volume of the box. Yeah. Because if you just, if you don't put any, like... Uh, platforms or ramps and it adds you know difficulty yeah. and it adds so one thing we can do is that that platform that's hovering in the center of the box we can just have it rotate wait what so let me go oh. back let me go back Ooh. down and show you that so we can have this this platform in the center rotate so that um there's a little bit more challenging so this one right here this can be a little bit more ch- challenging if it's rotating what the ramp just the ramp here shit yeah it would actually and uh what did you would it just like randomly like just start spinning and then stop on its own just like random intervals maybe like, maybe not random like spinning because that would make it really freaking hard yeah like really freaking hard i guess just like the one in the middle you said yeah just the one in the middle yeah that's that's cool enough I yeah guess. and if it just spins at a steady rate i mean it's yeah it's attractive like it's like a timing element to yeah it. exactly it's attractive from the sense that People are going to be walking by this parcel that's deployed on some random, you know, plot of land. Yeah. And they're going to see, like, this thing spinning. And, of course, they're going to be wanting to, like, 
play it. Well, it'll just be spinning even though, like, you didn't click to pay? Yeah, it'll just, it'll, it'll just spin, yeah. Okay, cool. I mean, it doesn't really cost anything to spin, so. Yeah. But the, but see, these orbs are still spawning even though you're not you're not playing, right? But so so I did pay, but uh, they're still spawning regardless of whether you pay or not. So it's it's another reason to, um, you know, attract the eyeball. Gotcha. Right. For sure, for sure. Oh, God. See, yeah, you're was, not going to get it, right? Yeah, that you, was too high. So how would you get that one? So you'd have to it, run up the ramp and like just jump off, I guess. Like, yeah. So it was kind of like underneath the ramp. It it has a a pretty large hitbox. Okay. So even though like you may not jump tall enough, you will still get it, right? So mm. like really reach, <laughs> you know. Let's put on the. Oh my goodness, dude! Yeah. Like, this looks tough. It's tough only because we got ten frames per second activated yeah, right. right now. <laughs> yeah. As soon as we start recording, I'm hopping in. I'm hopping on the sticks. Yeah. Hundred percent. And what I can do is I'll probably record a gameplay. Oh yeah. And and then just like put post it over it up on YouTube. Or or post it up on YouTube or just put it over our like dialogue right now. Okay. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> so uh so we can, you can see like a seamless yeah uh, looking Yeah, cuz I want to represent, you know, what we what Decentraland is and what we're doing properly cuz Oh, and by the yeah. This is not like the accurate rep- rep- representation. And let's not forget about these uh like we, we said earlier in our podcast our graffiti walls are selling like hotcakes. Oh, yeah. Like let's take a look at them. Yeah, so these graffiti walls, like I said, you can um pay the 10 mana to change whoever wrote El Chapo. Right. Oh, I think it says El Barto. Oh, El Chapo. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Mexican coming out of you. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> El Barto. <laughs> I wonder who that guy is. And uh, I think that was Rangi. I'm pretty sure. Was so, it? I, I, yeah, I maybe so. it was. I think he posted that in our Discord. Okay. I'm. Who the hell made this Decentraland logo? Oh like, yeah, it's clean. This is beautiful. Like, uh, yeah, dude, this. Like and somebody another, like actually like clicked on each little square and colored this in yeah man that's that's really good like this this is legit art man like this is pixel art like i like this this is unique stuff but this this gave us an idea like dude some of this stuff is so good we don't want to lose it yeah so there's there's an idea of floating around to kind of like uh yeah it was from a gtr frost i mm -hmm. think that's his name Mm -hmm. and a uh, discord member so if you guys want to contribute to the conversations we have and like you know hop on the discord for show yeah so he says like well you know, what if you uh, created every single time somebody makes, um, you know, a graffiti wall, just turn it into an NFT. Exactly. That, w- that way, like, it pretty much stays forever. And then you have, like, this particular iteration of an NFT. Yeah, and also have, like, some type of, like, scrollable menu. Like, say you own this wall on your parcel. Yeah. And you don't, or you walk by it and you don't want to spend the time, maybe, or you're just not a creative person. But you just want to scroll through a menu of already created NFT artwork through this graffiti wall. You could select your favorite one or if yeah. there's like a, a prevalent message. Like we said, like if there's a MAGA on there and you yeah. see like this badass <laughs> Yang gang that's already been created. Yeah. Pay 10 mana to put that back up just to like stick it to the man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> that's that's And, and what's like, cool is if you own that, that NFT, then potentially you could earn passive income because through, you made it, right? True. Through MetaZone? Through, it, it's the meta. Yeah. It's just like all this is going down through MetaZone. You're dude. getting you're getting revenue share for that too. Hell yeah! And, and like, then, dude, I spent a lot of time on this Pikachu, man. Look at this Pikachu. <laughs> that's that's my freaking is, greatest creation of all time. Yeah, this is amazing, man. I've literally never made anything cool my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first thing. Yeah. And I spent like a good. I literally, I had the MetaZone app open and I had like my laptop like, <laughs> with like, the Pikachu image. I'm like over here like doing it. Yeah. Like that was not easy. It's amazing, man. Like Thanks, this is bro. this is fantastic. And yeah, see, someone's gonna come over here and like just 
dumpster all over it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want that to happen, dude. I want it to be saved. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's so, true. And you get to own like this art. Yeah. And if somebody me. posts it up for whatever reason, you get paid. Hell yeah. Dude. But like, yeah, see, these these are ideas that are just floating around. Yeah, that's why it's important to join the Discord because like this this helps a lot. Yeah, we get good gems from time to time from our Discorders. What do you yeah. call them? <laughs> I mean uh, um block runners? No. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. They're just home homies in our Discord. Yeah. You know? So yeah, we want that's what we wanted from the get go, dude. We wanted to build like a little community of like like minded people. Mm-hmm. That's right. Like I remember, like when you were starting this podcast, like, dude, how cool would that be? Like if we just build out like a because like one of our inspirations was like, uh, I mean, obviously Joe Rogan. Yeah, for sure. H three H three other you know mainstream podcasters, and they all have like their own little communities, right? Of people listening, and in H three's case, they pretty much all of his content it comes from his community. That's right. Like yeah. his Reddit community. They post like funny shit they find on the internet and then he just reacts to it basically. Yeah, not only that, I mean he has such a big community when the community wants like um, you know, the rock to show up or like they, they do all yeah, the work, they, leg they, work like, for that. They they galvanize. Like, yeah, that's a good word. Yeah. Like they're out there like poking at these celebrities that's or right. whatever, like he's like, Go on the H three podcast, get yeah. it. <laughs> I think that's how Elon Musk ended up on Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, stuff like that. And but so, um, last part here is uh, you're you're looking at this egg, and uh, so you're, the the time is backwards because the the particular instance that we're on and decentralized, it's like a testing ground. Like that part is is just like a little glitch in like this deployment. So don't pay attention to that. But remember, we deployed this egg roughly six months ago. <laughs> yeah, for a whole different purpose for a completely different purpose right <laughs> um, yeah but what what's interesting is the arbitrary random time that we set six months ago was seven days off from the launch of decentraland dang is that what you're talking about we had like some kind of like prophetic like yeah like coincidence yeah because like once we deployed that egg six months ago we're saying hey let's give ourselves you know six months to like really think through this this idea yeah and uh, it's been six months. And yeah, we had an idea, I guess, six months ago of related to this egg. And we were kind of like bouncing the idea around. And we gave ourselves, like you said, a six-month window to, think uh, through. I guess, like announce it, you know? Yeah. With something, some type of launch of it. But yeah, we totally abandoned that. Yeah, <laughs> we time. did. At least for now. But we have we have something bigger in the works. For sure. Yeah. We talked about it. Yeah. You know, we have like different ideas. So, so this, um, I don't want to give too much, but this egg is going to play a role in, in the launch, right? In the launch, yeah. Cool. So, yeah, come by. Yep. <laughs> Whenever the uh, world opens up. Yep. February 20th. I mean, not just, dude, there's so much stuff to do here now. Yeah. Man. So, uh, last thing I want to do is I want to like jump off and I want to see like what this whole tower looks like from a distance. So, the top layer is eventually going to become like our podcast studio, right? Honestly. Yeah. Look at that. Dude, shit. that's so cool, man. Dude. Man, look at that. That looks like greatness. Like it, Alberto, dude, that big ass freaking. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, let's let's go look at Pikachu. Dude, it feels like we're walking so slow. It's the lag. Yeah, I think. If you think about it, we're only seeing ten frames. Yeah. So, it's like slow motion essentially. Yeah. If you're wondering what that spinning pyramid of inverted pyramid oh, yeah. is, that's our or not. Uh, one of our community members made it. Yeah. You know, he was he he found out about Metazone and he's like, "Dude, this is a good idea." And then he's like, "I want to make something." <laughs> yeah, it's you know? it's it's amazing because he he made it. He he uploaded into uh, Metazone, and like the next day, somebody bought it. Exactly. 
Dude, this is like a no-brainer concept. Like everyone knows, advertising is gonna be huge in MetaZone. Yeah. So he he created an advertising platform, which is like still there's so much more that could be expanded to it. Right. I think Oscar is gonna make some changes. Like he's gonna contribute something about like this external image thing. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. So we're like, I guess like the images are constantly changing or something like that. Is that what he's yeah, talking like about? Yeah, like you could pay to change an image to a different GIF that you like, or yeah. not 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 a GIF, but an, a meme. Like in world. In world, yeah. So it's basically like a graffiti wall, but with uh, external shit. Yeah, correct. Gotcha. Correct. Yeah, you don't necessarily have to advertise, but if you want, you could create like an advertisement externally. Yeah. Pay to upload it. How do you prevent people from like overriding that ad? Well, uh, that's a good question. Uh, I mean, if you pay to like keep this ad up for for a month or a week, oh, okay, some kind then of like you can't overwrite it. Yeah. Gotcha. I thought it'd be like graffiti wall, like just anybody can overwrite. Yeah, so we have to be careful with images because people can post like, oh yeah, you know, bad content. And True. So we don't necessarily want to to do that. So we'll figure out other ways. But man, like this whole tower started with just the block little, runner, the little square. Dang. But this gives you an idea, like things that are possible. You know. Yeah, man, we're not we're scratching the surface. I'm sure somebody else out there has like a grander, better idea than definitely what we have here. Yeah, but I'm excited, man, for real. Yeah. The closer we get to launch, like the more you know, it's actually gonna happen, which is crazy. Yeah. Like we do, we hopped into this when we first hopped into this decentral land. It yeah. was still just a concept at the time. Yeah, we didn't even <laughs> know. Like, you, what do you mean you walk around in this world? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we found it on the podcast. It's it's unreal to see like the progress not only that we made in the last seven eight months, but like the community. Yeah, it's crazy, man. And then yeah, something we haven't even talked about: the freaking avatars could dance now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh yeah, they could dance. They could fist bump. And uh, yeah. assuming like there's like an infinite, you know. Yeah, eventually it's gonna be like user created yeah, dance see, moves. That's the thing that's it's puzzling my mind. Like, how the hell does this thing maintain? Like, once the developers, you know, step away yeah. and they create this DAO, then it's, like, up to the community to alter the uh, how the avatars behave and stuff. Like, how yeah. the hell is that going to happen? I don't know. Yeah. Well, this is all part of the experiment, you know? That's what makes it so interesting. So, yeah, what we're going to do for the launch is we're going to either live stream or we're, we're going to we're gonna see what happens because we're, we're not sure, like, how the gates open, if you will. Like, is it at at midnight? You know, I mean. It's probably going to be some weird ass time. Yeah, it's going to be a weird. For us. For us, yeah. It'll be weird for us. Yeah. But that, it just means it's going to be early, I guess. Probably. Early for us. Early for us, late for everybody else. Yeah. So it could be. I'm assuming. I don't know. We could benefit from this. Like, in the sense (laughs) that we're not, like, at 3 a.m., like, playing a video game. Dude, what do you mean? I do that, like, every day. (laughs) Dude, that's, like, a normal night for me. But either, yeah, we're definitely going to, so we got uh, next, uh, I don't know when, but we're going to get Oscar in here. We're yeah. just going to talk about everything that he's been doing and just go over, I guess, everything. That's true, man. Shout out to Oscar. Corv, Corv. He's, he's the guy slaving away building this stuff. <laughs> exactly. You know, we're, we're the idea guys. We're like the testers, mm-hmm. uh, but this guy's the, uh, he's the builder. Exactly. So, yeah, we got to get him on here, get his thoughts. And then after that, we're going to get Sandbox before they launch too, get their ideas and shit. Remember, we're like missing the boat on Sandbox entirely. Yeah. Who knows? You know, that's that's the thing is like we're we're hoping to provide MetaZone services to other metaverses. That's tr- that's tr- exactly. Well, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. This whole metaverse is obviously like a theme or like a trend. 
Crypto Kitties might make their own metaverse too now. And yeah. everyone everyone seems to be adopting the same, you know, yeah. protocol like land sale, et cetera, et cetera. Like you own a piece of land and do whatever the fuck you want with it. So yeah, the MetaZone has broad applications basically. It's it's becoming a business model for these decentralized games. Yeah. It's just another business model. NFTs is one business model, land. Because it's like a brilliant like a way to well, incentivize like community building, I guess. Not only that, I to to me it seems like the best use case for blockchain other than currency. Yeah. True. For sure. <laughs> yeah. That's why we're attracted to it. And like yeah, everyone's goal is to uh our goal in general, like when we, even with this podcast, we wanted to attract like a, a mainstream audience, people who don't know about cryptocurrencies and kinda like speak their language. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like not not sound too freaking uh like dry. Like, like we're just like some straight brains, right? <laughs> just talking about this stuff. Yeah. Like a mainstream person might get turned away by that because it's a little intimidating. It's just like stuff that, you know, they can't relate to. And they're like, dude, these are just like nerds. This yeah. is not cool. You know, so like, we wanted to provide like a different angle for the community. And uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, yeah I so mean, I guess like blockchain gaming, I think is like a good, another good. Uh, it's like the best applic one of the best applications to, blo to blockchain. And to attract like, like I'm saying. Like outsiders, yeah, bring them for in. Sure. That's, for sure. that's basically what I'm that's, saying. That's their introduction to blockchain. Exactly, is this game. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, uh, hopefully you enjoyed uh, everything we talked about today. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at the Blockrunner, and uh, stay tuned for our interview with Sandbox. Um, and we should be talking to Oscar probably relatively soon. Yeah, for sure, definitely before the launch. Yeah, you know, we're gonna have, and then we'll probably live stream too. Yeah, for, for sure, because sure. this is like too crazy. Yeah. Hopefully right. it's not a giant like clusterfuck, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see. I don't think so. And you know they're expecting ten thousand people to show up. I thought it was twenty. No, I, well at least ten thousand. It could be twenty. Ten sounds like a good number. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of people though, dude. Holy, dude, we we have this to record it, and we're gonna see everybody be jumping on all kinds of stuff here. <sighs> yeah, we're like I guess we got a lot of work to do us ourselves. Like see, we built the games now. Now we gotta like maintain the uh, leaderboard system and the reward. Yeah, there's, there's certainly a lot of work to do for sure. Yeah, yeah I guess we're going to create like a Twitter, like you said, a Twitter bot. Yeah, yeah. Twitter bot for anyone who like reaches the leaderboard. I'm just going to tweet like, out. Or like wins, right? Or wins, like yeah. Daily leaders is like, hey, such and such won today. Yep. You won this amount, I guess. And then same thing for monthly. Yeah. Ba basically, yeah, we need we need community outreach for these games too, like for everything. So we're going to get cracking at that. Yeah, and if you like what we're doing with Decentraland, make sure you go to metazone.io. Mm -hmm. and check out the the games that we have there if you're uh, interested in pulling some of this stuff it's uh, pretty easy there's a couple of steps that you have to do but it's relatively straightforward and uh, make sure you join our discord that's where all the conversations are are had definitely all right guys we'll see you next week all right we're out i'm gonna start playing right away all right <laughs> <laughs> peace Thank you for listening to the Blockrunner podcast. Make sure you visit our website, theblockrunner.com, and sign up to stay up to date on the latest in crypto. Also, reach out to us on Twitter at TheBlockRunner.